Okay, we're recording. Okay, first of all, matchy matchy. Can't even <laughs> plan it if you tried. Out of all the things, we always just show up similar, you know, since we share a brain and consciousness. <laughs> it's the next outward step that we just show up as identical twins every time we see each other now. Come play with us forever. Say it again. You can't hear me? Say it one more time. Oh. No, say come play with us. Oh. <laughs> come play with us. <laughs> there must be a delay or something. Okay. Let's talk about self-care. Yeah. Under the human codes version of how to like meet your own needs versus what that's like in your own origination. Right. Yeah. So self-care in the human code is really, really hard to do. You have to try to fit it in, in these little pockets of time. Take time for yourself. Set all sorts of boundaries to make sure that that can happen for you. And it's just not sustainable. Right. Because when you're already trying to manage all of the things, so we'll specifically talk about women right? And women who have families and mothers and jobs and all the things, right? You're managing people, you're managing positions, you're managing outcomes. And so to add what is seen as self-care, which is taking time for yourself, has to be fit in or stolen from other moments of managing. So it's one more thing that you have to add in to what already feels like an endless amount of jobs to do and things to handle and manage. And so it doesn't actually fill you up because even if you do manage somehow to follow through with that moment, very rarely under the human codes of conditioning is anyone actively participating in that self-care moment anyway. They're typically in the moment of the pedicure, literally going through their mind on all the other things that will now have to happen because you took the time or all of the things that are, you know, falling behind because you took the time or all of the, you know, guilt that you have to deal with of like how taking time impacts all of those other people and external conditions that you're trying to manage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, even thinking about like when people are like, I'd rather just not go on a vacation because I have to do so many things to get ready for a vacation. And then when you're on the vacation, everything's piling up for me when I get home that it's almost worth not even taking a vacation. And that's like a big chunk of time, but this is the same concept as you know, going for a walk or getting a pedicure or 
taking care of yourself in the morning first and not doing the long list of responsibilities that you have to get everybody out and and if you are able to do that then you feel like you have to do it before everybody wakes up like if you could just have a few minutes just completely by yourself and schedule that in while the rest of rest of the people in the house sleep or whatever like you're trying to find time in the human code that doesn't exist because you're unwilling to change any sort of routine during the day so you're like, maybe I can do it. Maybe I can find an hour before my day normally starts that I can do it. And that just doesn't sustain itself because you need rest too. Especially yeah. when your mind is going a million miles per hour every single day, all day long. Then the idea of even trying to do that, like the night before, even trying to do that, thinking about having to get up early is already setting that tone of that time to be such an inconvenience for yourself. Like at first it's like an inconvenience for everybody else. And then when you try to schedule it in and manage it during a time that doesn't exist in anybody else's day, then it becomes such an inconvenience for yourself that it's just, there's no point in even trying to do it. Right. And the way that self-care is perceived you know, in the external world, through social media, through um, the programming of the human codes, is that it's something that you do for yourself that you like add in, you know, it's like one more activity that you have to engage in, where ultimately, um, true taking care of yourself and true being self-centered through your own origination is actually like letting go of a lot of things that you're already doing. It's actually stopping a lot of the activities. It's not adding more to your plate. It's, it's truly taking away all of the things that you are engaging in currently that you don't actually care about or want to do and tell yourself that you don't have any choice about that. And because you can't quite put your finger on what's happening internally within you that is in such deep discord, you keep trying to like manage more like matter in the external world, thinking that if you like can just get this together, it will somehow arrange how you f rearrange how you feel inside instead of stopping and arrange rearranging how you feel inside and then letting your life unfold from that vantage point instead. Right, because like the goal, the feeling that people want, that they're looking for when they want to take, have self-care and take a break from something <clears throat> is like some sort of peace or order to the day and that they can like collect their thoughts so then they can go into their day in, in this way of being like, I'm centered. And now in the midst of the chaos, I'm going to be okay. Like I have something to start from. But what ends up happening in the human code is you, you try to order all the chaos all day long by having things prepared or whatever it is. And what you're doing is creating more chaos. And how you end that chaos is by moment to moment saying yes or no to what it is you truly want to do what it is that truly helps you, not like helps the management system that you've set up in your life. Like all these things become like, I have to do it. I should do it. Like 
what would happen if I didn't do it? Who else would do it? Like all of the things that you're taking on in that realm is what you need a break from. And that's why you're like, if I could just get some self care, then I could be okay in the system. But the system isn't working for you all together. Like from, from morning to night, it's just not working. Like it doesn't matter how many times you try to meditate or exercise. Those things become, they don't actually fulfill you in the way that you are looking to be fulfilled while they are partnered with the rest of the time going against what you truly want in your day. Right. And you think that you don't have a choice because these systems are set up. They've been running for a while. They, it's how your household works or it's how your life works or whatever it is. It's how the relationships between you and your partner are, the relationships between you and your children, the relationships between you and your boss, uh, you and your friends, you and your churches, you and your everything. Like they are all systems and there's a million opportunities in there for you to be true to yourself but the thought of going against a system that is set up by yourself like you're the one who set it up even though it seems like you have no control is is truly a scary feeling at the time and so that's why you think if i can just carve out that one extra hour while everybody else is sleeping then i have enough i have enough to fill myself but it, it just doesn't work that way right and to truly take care of yourself and meet your own needs internally. And that means saying yes and saying no and doing what you want to do and not doing what you don't want to do and speaking up for yourself and asking for help and all of the ways that you actually truly desire to experience yourself. Um, I totally lost my train of thought oh, will seem incredibly selfish underneath the human codes. And um, we have been programmed to see selfish as like the worst quality in a human being, right? If you are like selfish, that, you know, every woman has practiced adapting to feedback and trying to become what is valuable and what is important and what's desired and what is meaningful and what is purposeful and what is useful in, in the world in order to gain some sort of sense of self and sense of validation. And so the moves that you're making under that programming of adding more stuff and managing more stuff and being everything and being super strong and being wonder woman and not needing any help and being able to handle and manage and like, um, you know, boss babe in it so hard and mom in it so hard and whining it so hard and doing all the things so hard is a system that has, that, that you were never designed to live in in the first place and to truly take care of yourself you will have to become very self-centered which is misinterpreted as selfish which is misinterpreted as you don't care about anybody but until you make yourself and your internal knowing and your internal compass and dialogue within yourself and you begin to create your life from your internal self, nothing will actually change in your external reality. You will just be hopping from one management 
attempt to another. And you can't really get what you need from that place. And in the human code, like you said, selfish is when it's filtered through that seems really bad. And like, you don't care about anybody else and that you, you do it because, you know, because it's what I want to do and whatever. And I don't, I don't care what anybody else thinks. But in origination, selfish is completely different. Selfish is like tuning into yourself at all times and finding the truth of what the situation is and, and either taking care of it or calling in the troops to help or um, doing all of the things that, that create the space that you are actually looking for. So an example would be this last weekend or last week I was like starting to feel overwhelmed by stuff like like uh, clothes in the closets not being put away properly and all sorts of things and the change of season and it's like I kind of want to go in and get my house in order in the way that I really like my house to be in order but where I looked it was like every single room needed to be done and so I um you know called in the people to help. So my mother-in-law ended up organizing my kids' room and closets and went through all the clothes with that. Um, my kids took care of the stuff when they needed to. I instantly started doing the things that I really wanted to do. And we did it as a group. And it meant nothing except for, oh my gosh, we got everything done in one swift movement. And I needed help with it. Like in the human code, you want to be like super mom. And, and, you know, maybe if you call in your mother-in-law, it, you might think she's going to think something of you, or you do all of these things to protect yourself against other people and not let the people who actually are around you be part of your life in a way that not only makes you feel good to have some of this stuff done and have the support where you need it, but it makes the other person feel good because they're, helping your family in the way that they want to provide help for you. And, and most of the time what we do is we push the people away because we put this thought out in our brain, like we're all alone and we have it together and I don't need anybody's help. And so the people who are there at any moment to help you have no option to help you because you, you're, you're by yourself and you've got it together and you don't need anybody's help. And if you took somebody's help, that would mean about me that I'm weak and that I can't take care of my kids by myself. And I'm bad at organizing and that's so embarrassing if somebody was to see my kid's closet and like, then somebody would judge me or whatever it is. Like, we just constantly make up these stories about what it means about ourselves as a mother or a wife or a girlfriend or a friend or an employee or whatever it is. And and that's the thing that you're doing to yourself. Like you're the one who making, who's making up that story and then not allowing any of the, the resources around you to assist you in your life and you're pushing them all away. And then you're like, if I could just get a break from this, then mm -hmm. I'm gonna be okay. But the amount of support that is out there for people is unlimited but you have to be willing to take that so you can move on with your day and these things just don't become issues, right? So like if I wasn't going to take that 
support and I was going to do all of these things by myself because I didn't want anybody to think something about me, then I would be doing this for days. And, you know, on day two, the resentfulness starts kicking in. Like the first day, it's like, okay, I got this. Second day, it's like, really? Oh my God, there's still so much more to do. The third day, it's like, why am I the only person who does anything in this house? And by the fourth day, everybody's in tears and you're screaming at everybody. And by the fourth day, some of the stuff is out of the drawers again. And it's just like, you start throwing in the towel, like, well, what's the use? I mean, everything, right? Anybody other moms out there relate to me? And you start calling in the troops of like relatableness in the way of like, real talk moms, like, being a mom is so hard. Let's real talk about this. And then it's like, yeah, I feel this too. It's impossible. And then that's the, that's the troops you call in. Instead of the things that will actually help you, it's just more reinforcement of how you'll never get ahead and how everything's so hard and how, how you know, my kids don't respect me and my husband doesn't respect me and my boyfriend doesn't respect me and my boss doesn't respect me. And it's and then your best friend's like, yeah, nobody respects me either. And you're like, let's go get some wine and talk about how we hate everybody and everything. But I actually <laughs> can't do that tonight because I got to bring my kids everywhere. And I actually promised this other person and so-and-so's sick. So I decided to make a meal and blah, blah, blah. And then it's just like this constant cycle of this is all the reasons why it's so hard. And this is all of the reasons why I can't take any time to even have a conversation to continue to complain about this. But if I could just start exercising, if I could get to yoga every day, this is what I know. I'm going to get to yoga every day at five o'clock. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to get up at, at four o'clock in the morning and I'm going to, me and my best friend, we're going to walk and this is going to be our time that we can talk. And then that lasts like two days because how are you ever gonna, you can't maintain that because you're juggling 500 things around. So right. it just becomes one more thing and one more, what, my, what, what would my best friend think about me now if I don't wake up and walk with her? I committed to this and you just turn every single thing that could be a good thing in for yourself into being complete crap and the right. worst situation possible. Right. Because and, and do it again. Right. Because ultimately we have made things that don't matter, matter the most. Mm -hmm. So we prioritize busy work and shit that doesn't matter and in and sacrifice what actually would matter to us individually. The other thing about truly taking care of yourself is it is incredibly, incredibly personal in what you need and what you require for the quality of your life experience as an individual person. It's not what your friends need. It's not what you see on social media. It's not in the, any of the ways that you have tried to experience taking care of yourself. And, and it won't be the same every day. So one day you might be like, oh, this nap feels so good. And then in the human code, you just want to be like, well, I need a nap every day because I took that nap and it was so refreshing and I felt so good. And then you take a nap the next day and you feel like shit. It's because in the energy, in the moment at hand, 
the moment it's actually happening, not all of the things that are going on in your mind about the past and what used to happen or the future and what could be happening is in the moment at hand, you have an internal compass within you knowing what you require to experience and how you require to experience yourself and that moment. And you have to make real time choices as each of these seconds are happening in order to know what it is that you truly need and truly want to participate in. And most people live their lives from a place of like, I should be doing this. I should, like, I, like, I have to, I don't have these choices. And they're doing things in fragments of time that aren't organically coming from in alignment with their internal energy systems. And so everything that they're taking action on is like 10 times harder than if they were acting from their own little like internal compass of knowing exactly when to do something and exactly when to say no and exactly when to stop and exactly when to rest and exactly when to it's time to do the dishes versus I should do the dishes because I'm the only one who does, does them. And if I don't do them now, I'm not going to have time to do them later because, you know, I got to run these 14 errands and this is my only window. And then time just eats itself up and you have no idea like where the day went. When you begin to stop doing things you don't want to do, in the moment that they are happening and you, you create space and you begin to work in this rhythm of your own energy system and time literally rearranges itself and you have more time than you could ever possibly even understand or imagine that you would have. Things that were really hard to do and things that took a lot of time happen in no time. When they're coming from, it's, it's like your internal energy system of knowing when when it's time. Yeah. So there will be some days where I will do like a hundred action steps in my physical environment and look at the clock and be like, holy crap, it's only 1.30? Like, I don't know how I got the entire house vacuumed. And you know, the groceries bought and the meals planned and the laundry done and the bathroom cleaned. But it was the, it was from within me of where, how I was wanted to participate in my life experience in that moment. And so it just naturally took care of itself instead of being like, it's a mess in here. And three days I've been, I haven't, nobody's put anything away. And of course, here I am again. I'm the only one who ever does anything. And, you know, like, oh, I took some time over the weekend. So of course, everything's piling up. And the whole narrative of this limited management style is not actually what's happening. I mean, it's the systems that you've created, because you don't understand that there's a different way. But there actually is a different way. Right. And you think that you're so upset with all the people around you? Or, you know, not helping out or, or whatever it is. Like I'm the only one who has to do anything and everybody else just what does whatever they want. And what you are saying to yourself truly is that I don't do anything I want to do. And I'm like resenting myself now. And it's coming out as like resentfulness towards your husband or your partner or your boss or whatever it is. But you can feel inside yourself a discord and you're trying to put a reason on why you feel that way, whose fault it is. And it's always your fault. Like there's nobody else. Nobody can take time away from you. Nobody can 
you know, make you do anything. You are the one who does it. And when you stop doing that and start taking the time you need and making the moments to moment decision on what it is that you truly need in that moment. So if you're in the kitchen and you're looking at the dishes and you suddenly feel like, I should do this, I have to do this, why am I the only one who's doing this? Really, is anybody else gonna get up and help me? Then it's like, the dishes are not a priority at this moment. Like this is a signal to you that something is out of order inside of you. This is your time to just like not touch the dishes and do something else because why spend that 15 minutes, 20 minutes doing this action and just reinforcing all of the reasons why this narrative is true inside of your head at, or you can make the choice to be like the dishes actually do not matter. What matters in this moment right now is I'm feeling really overwhelmed and I'm feeling like I'm the only one who, who does anything. And what I'm actually saying to myself is like, I need a break and I need some time and I need to think about something else besides like all the reasons why I'm mad right now. So I'm going to go do something else. So I'm going to tell myself something besides this narrative that I've chosen to tell myself for the last however many years around this subject, and I'm gonna try a different way. So even if you have to remove yourself from the situation and be like, actually guys, I'm going for a walk. I'll see ya when I see ya. And if the dishes are done when you get back, great. If they're not, who cares? Like it had nothing to do with the dishes. It was the point that you were at a point in your day where suddenly what you truly needed was not matching up with your action steps and it was time to take a make a different choice. And you do this over and over again. That's, that's with, okay, so example. I thought of this last night. Um, the, the man who reads or who wrote Rich, Rich Dad Poor Dad, the author who did that, he's a big money guy and he talks about how his poor dad and how poor people pay their bills first and how rich people and his rich dad paid himself. You always are supposed to pay yourself first. And I understood that like financially, I mean, it didn't make sense to me for a long time because I was like, well, how do you do that? You have bills. Of course you have to pay your bills first. Like, and then if there's anything left over, you get to have that in your savings account or whatever. And that was the biggest, poorest mentality. And to flip that being like you pay yourself first and not necessarily thinking about financially in currency, but in currency of self-care and self in time and all of the things that actually matter, which is what he's actually talking about too. It's like, it's a different way of thinking is truly the way that it has to work. Like it truly the way that you have to function. Like you have to pay yourself first. You you have to get yourself to a place where you're not in a swirl tornado 100% of the time. Like you have to find a different way. You have, you have to pay yourself first. You have to take that time. You have to tell yourself the truth. You have to realize where you're participating in patterns and cycles and, and systems and responsibilities that are just becoming overwhelming and busy and and emotionally and mentally 
they are draining your bank account. Like there's not, nothing left. So if I do all my responsibilities first, if I take care of everybody else in the house, then I have the permission to take care of myself. But you're not helping anybody in your house ever in that state. Like when you're just the leftover, maybe penny at the end of the day and you get one penny for yourself, maybe. And, and by that time, the time to take the penny is like, you're so overwhelmed and spent and tired that you can't even put it in your account because it's just like, I can't even get myself to drive to the bank to put the penny in and it's only a penny. So what's the use? Like it's only a walk. What's the use? It's only, you just, it's like, what's the point at that, at that place? But everything has to flip. And you think that like taking care of yourself means that you have to like remove yourself from the situation or, or have this huge amount of time by yourself. No, it's the conversations. It's like, what experience do I want to have today? What do experience do I want to have at the dinner table? What experience do I want to have when I'm talking to my husband at the end of the night? Like, those are all self-care rituals. What experience, how do I want my, how do I want to feel after I close the door to my kids' room at night? How do I want to feel when I, leave my friend? How do I want to feel when I pay my bills? How do I want to feel when I eating? How do I want to feel when I talk to my work and what my, my work schedule, how has that been set up that works for my life or doesn't work for my life? Like there's these minute to minute choices. Like Randy said in the beginning, you think that you have to like steal this time away or carve out this experience for yourself. But you get to take care of yourself every single second of every day. Like there's no separation from that. And that's the biggest fault of the human code is to think that there's some sort of separate time frame that belongs to you and the rest is, is something different but it just doesn't work that way. Like you'll never experience that separate time frame of being truly what you want if you don't do it the whole day. Yeah. And you like, don't always hit it. Like sometimes you start getting to the place where I was last week suddenly where I was like, okay, I'm starting to feel like overwhelmed by this. That was my clue to be like, okay, let's, let's bring in all the resources and take care of this in the right timing it it's something something before that had at must have added up to be like okay now i'm at this point so like when you get back to the point it's time to make a new choice immediately and not like drag it out and and play this game and and create this experience of hardness and sacrifice and overwhelmedness like as soon as you start hearing those words like when I was like oh I'm feeling overwhelmed it was like okay clue something's off let's get this into the experience I actually want to have and how I want to live it's not it's not hard but it, I can make it hard if I want to <clears throat> well because under the human codes people see self-care as like some sort of external condition that like if they can just do this thing or have this experience or participate in this pedicure or massage or girls night out or exercise or whatever, that, that this condition 
that's added amongst all the other conditions is going to somehow like fill up something inside of you. But what you require actually is to focus on those minute to minute decisions within yourself and to operate from your own inner knowing, your own self center, your, the center of yourself. And when you do, you actually are filling yourself up first, which then provides overflow into the people and the experiences and the situations of your life experience on a whole. Mm -hmm. um, you can't gain that experience from the external circumstances. Like true taking care of yourself is unconditional. It's not based on like how you feel based on like what you have time to do or what your experiences are in the external world. Like truly taking care of yourself and um, operating from that center is what creates the wholeness within you first. And then that allows your wholeness to impact other people um, like as a natural byproduct. It's not the point. The point is not like I take care of myself so everyone in my house stops freaking the fuck out. You're like, I am centered in myself. And as a result of that, it's a natural operating program. Like if you, you're the center of your universe, you're the center of your household, you're the, you're the energy, the dominant energy that's programming your entire life experience. When you are in a state of full wholeness and operating from your knowing and saying yes and no um, to yourself in what you require, it naturally carries out into the people and the relationships and the experiences and everything in the external world. But we don't understand that under the human code. So what we try to do is get everybody else to act differently so we can feel good inside. And it doesn't work that way. You have to take care of yourself first. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're you know, your experiences, if you're listening to this and your experiences are, you're realizing like, okay, in the morning, everybody wakes up in complete shit show. It's chaotic. We're, you know, everybody, nobody knows where any of their stuff is and we're yelling and blah, blah, blah. And someone's in tears and you're dropping off the kid and you're going away from the school with halfway in tears going, God, why does it have to be so hard? You know? And, and the, all these little things like that are huge, like huge parts of your day. Like I hear so many people talk about like that. Oh, after school to dinner time, like what do they call it? The reaping hour, like everybody just spent and it's just hard and it's terrible and homework and we're in tears and we have to do this like online learning and oh my gosh, and, and now they're sending all this stuff home, and like, how do they expect me to be on the computer, and how am I supposed to know all this stuff? It's like, this is your situation. If you have kids, like, it does not have to be that way. You are setting the tone for that. Our, my house used to be 
similar to that. I mean, there was a lot of hard times and a lot of hard circumstances, dinner, to even get through a dinner, which we rarely even had because we didn't have any time to have a dinner together. It was like the tension was so strong at the table that it was like, I wish that we almost weren't even eating dinner together because it'd be easier. Now our house is, there is none of that stuff exists. Like our mornings are calm. My kids just have a flow. It's, there's this really true harmony that's going on. Like I'm, you know, giving them cues, like whatever timing it is. And like, let's get snacked ready. What do you guys want to have for snacks? Those kind of things. But it's not like, pick your damn snack. And like, oh my gosh, you guys, in 10 minutes, you're going to miss them. School's going to start. And all these things that most people function in. And it's because... There's not one ounce of me inside that feels like I don't have a choice. I don't have control of the situation that, you know, if there is any sort of cue of like, oh, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I know immediately that something's going on inside of me that I didn't listen to something or I, or I reached a new level of, of making a new choice. Like maybe the things, the choices I was making before were working really well, but now I've like come into a new point in my life and who I am. And now it's time to like make another choice about something else. And, and that's a problem too, is people think, okay, I've set up this system. It's working. This is, I'm going to concretize this. And now this is how it's going to be forever. And this is the system. This is what we do. And it starts, everything has an ebb and flow and it starts changing and you have to be willing to then change and make choices in that so you you can keep the the harmony inside of yourself going but you think because you made one choice and you set the system up that this is the system to the key to freedom forever but it's just not it's time to move into another part you know of your experience that you haven't been at before and and like i said i mean it's funny because i was telling mandy this earlier my youngest, Luna, she's very, she knows more than most people. And a couple, a couple years ago, she would ask me, like, do you like being a mom? Is it, it's hard being a mom. Do you like being a mom? Oh, it's hard being a mom. I don't know if I want to have kids. I don't think I want to have kids. I don't think I want to have kids. Like, when she was, like, three, she was talking about, like, not wanting to have kids and not wanting to be a mom, <laughs> which was, like, so funny because was like at the height of my like craziness and um, like my peak breaking point and now I was like I was telling Randy every day she says to me you make looking you make being a mom look easy like you make it look so easy I just want is it easy is it easy she's like everybody makes it look so hard is it easy and and even this morning I said it is very easy in a lot of ways but the reason why it's easy, let me tell you something. If you're going to be a mom or as you get older and all of the things and as you're younger, all the times, like there is no time where this isn't relevant. Like you have to take the time and the things that you need for you. You have to tune in and listen to yourself. So that's why dad goes on bike rides. That's why I do all these other things, you know, like you see me come and go and we have this flow because I listen to the, my internal self and what I need. And I, and I ask for help when I need help. And, and she was like, okay, you know, but 
the the conversation even with my kids of being like I can tell that this sucky and overwhelming and I never want to be a part of this I'm going to do anything I can do to do the opposite of this for the, her to just know I mean she's only she's almost six and she's like paying such attention to me and the way that I behave and constantly saying it like filtering it through her own self like I don't want to have kids or I do want to have kids but like at six years old who cares if you want to have kids or not want to have kids what she's saying is like this feels bad. What I see feels bad. I don't want any part of this. What I see here, this feels good. Like I can do this type thing. And, and they've experienced both of them. Like both you and I put in the work to do this. Like we didn't just naturally have a situation that was not stressful. Like we went through all of the stress. The reason why we know the two differences is because we've experienced both of them. I mean, Randy and I talked on the phone before we started this, you know, years ago and related to how hard everything was. I mean, we played that game out for a really long time too. And, and once we had enough in that arena and was like, this actually really sucks. And started this game sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it really actually sucks. I mean, this has been fun getting to connect with you, but let's find another way, you know? Yeah. And once we started, we didn't even know that that was going to be a thing though. Like we didn't, we weren't like, Hey, let's start finding our own origination and finding the truth. So then all of these things are easier. It was just like, I'm unwilling to be this person who's freaky all of the time. Like, Seriously, what is wrong with me? Like, why do I feel so overwhelmed? Why do I feel so angry all the time? What, you know, what my little tiny children are just little children. Like, how can I be like so outwardly like aggressive in like my thoughts and my words and like forceful? And it's just like, I'm no, I'm no longer willing to be that person. It's not to have some sort of outcome and make my kids behave in a certain way or my husband behave in a certain way it's like I actually just want to behave in a certain way I want to be a person that I'm like proud to be not the person who drives away in the car and is in tears of being horrified by myself daily right. but you can't get out of it when you're completely engulfed in all of the responsibilities and you can only stay, you know, calm in that for so long before you have a mental breakdown or go freak out at somebody or numb the pain so much, you know, numb whatever it is with alcohol or prescriptions or TV, food. Yeah. Yeah, all the above. <laughs> right <Speaking> every night <laughs> yeah I mean it feels like if you, when you're in that state and it's like running on autopilot and the main foundation is just like I'm on my own nobody helps me like if I stop like I don't know what will happen 
I got to keep this going. In some ways, you're keeping all of the management things going because you don't really want to face yourself. And so in many ways, you can just try to distract yourself with all of these external people and these situations. And if I can fix my kid and if I can fix my husband and if he would just do what I told him to do. And if I just keep going to this and then if I just do that. And because the idea of actually having to face yourself is so horrifying that you want to do what you can to avoid it until you just can't avoid it anymore. Like where, where you just can't keep your head above water anymore. And I remember at one point being like, I can't keep my head above water anymore. And I'm actually just going to let myself drown. Like, I'm not even going to try to keep myself above water anymore. I'm just going to let myself sink to the bottom and see like what it feels like down here. And just like, stopping the insanity so what if I totally drown and it all falls apart I didn't even care anymore it didn't matter to me to keep it together or to keep the systems going or to keep them in place I was willing to do something different or take the risk of having to say the things that I didn't want to say or um, face myself in that way that I had always been terrified to do and it seemed so scary and like such a major sacrifice and all of these things. And what has come through that? Oh my, like you, you think you're going to lose everything, but the only thing you actually lose is the shit you didn't want anyway. And what you gain is like heaven on earth. And one of the things that we have learned in participating in our own origination, which is creating our own unique experience of life, moment by moment, based on our knowing and the choices that we say yes and no to minute by minute, is the understanding of how your whole life experience is connected in some way, shape, or form. You don't have categories in your life. You're not, it's not, you don't have relationships and children and a job and a bank account and a body and that you can have like everything over here in your body, but your marriage is like a shit show. Like that's how things, and, or, you know, your kids are this thing or, you know, the kids are going well. So the bank account's going down or the bank account's going up and I just got a promotion. So now my marriage is suffering. In the human codes of limitation, all of these things appear to be separate and that some of them can be going well and some of them can be going bad and that there's sacrifices and choices that have to be made all the time. But the actual truth of your life experience in your own origination, which is available to anyone who chooses it, is that you get to have it all. In your own life experience, what it and all is to you, no matter what, when you participate actively in your life in the moment, it, it, it inadvertently impacts the overall quality of your life experience and there's nothing left untouched. It's not like these five things are good over here in origination, but I still have those six problems over there. It's like you make the moves moment by moment, second by second, based on your own internal knowing 
and every single thing starts to take care of itself. And our um, women who are in our D program right now are seeing their lives like unfold and transform in ways that are blowing their mind and working out in areas that they're not even focusing on. And one of the girls was like, it's spilling over into all of these areas. And it's not even like I'm actively trying to, to um, change that thing. I'm making this move and I'm, and I'm following this knowing and I'm following this knowing. And then over here, all of this stuff is, is naturally happening and I'm participating actively in my life in a completely new way. And I actually didn't even notice that I was until it was over and I left there and I was like, holy shit, I just did this thing that would I, one, I would have never done. Two, I didn't even notice that I was doing it. And three, it was like the best experience ever, but I didn't even have to try to address that part of myself. It's so awesome. It's so awesome. And, and that's been the most awesome part, I feel like, is this. Uh, everybody went in with this goal of why they were there and why it, it, it was something that they felt like they needed to do. And it's like these little surprises are happening. They're like, I didn't even understand that. Like, I never once even thought about this area of my life because I've been so hyper-focused on the one thing that's been like the most in my face that's the problem and all of these things that just kind of fell in the background that were also contributing to the problem are working themselves out and it's just like these little surprises that are becoming these huge surprises every day and they're like oh my gosh I can suddenly see all of this gold that is around me I've been blind this whole time and I actually love my life and this is exciting and fun and to participate in my own life is I thought it was going to be like this big sacrifice and it was going to be like really hard and all these things were going to have to change and like go away out of my life but what is truly happening is everything is coming in to my life and I'm seeing all of these things that I've never seen before and I'm having experiences that I've never experienced and more even more like love and experiences are coming at me where I thought like in the human code I was gonna have to set up all these boundaries and like have these big sacrifices and you know get the people out of my life who no longer match up to me like that's a big thing in the human code when you you know honor yourself is that you have to get people out of your life and set up all these rules and boundaries and, and origination and with the program everybody is like it's just all the things that felt bad and hard are starting to disappear and they're getting more and more and more of the goodness of life and it's in it's in every single category yeah which is the whole point, right? <laughs> is to like actively participate in your life experience for the sake of participating in your life, to experience um, what it feels like to be fully alive. Yeah, and when you're fully alive and you're participating in your life, there is nothing better. 
and there's really no, nothing else. There's nothing else, exactly. The past you think, ends up taking care of itself. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. You think the that you have to take care of itself? These things, but they just don't. You don't have to. Yeah. And people are showing up in their lives in a way that they never experienced them. Somebody who's been right there all along having these exchanges that have felt full of content and meaning to like the worst degree. Suddenly these other people that have had these relationships with others, these, these ones are showing up in a way that they've never experienced them and being able to truly see them for who they are. Yeah, in a matter of weeks. I mean, things that have plagued them their entire adult life, like 20 plus years, are like dissipating and disappearing in a matter of weeks through actively participating in the work. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And for us, it was like, that was, this was never the point. The point was to never create this experience for other people. It just was, we were fed up with our own systems and games that we were playing in our own lives and decided to do something different. And through that, like the overflow, like you said last night, the overflow into all these other women's lives and men's lives too, because yeah. a lot of the women are, seem to be the ones that are participating in this first go round. And the people in their lives are getting the overflow, overflow, overflow. I mean, it's just like this ripple effect. Mm -hmm. it's, it's changing countless amounts of lives right now. Yeah. And it was never the point to do that. Right. And that's what happens. So when you go into your own origination, the overflow in that spills out is so unexpected and you can't measure it. And you could never plan for it. Right. Because when we, we went and experienced the work first, only for the goal of I wanted to end the war within myself. And Jenny wanted to actually actively participate and experience the moment that was happening. I mean, this is what we decided was happening in our lives. And then we worked ourselves through how to do that. And we have enjoyed each other's company our whole lives basically and for years we would talk about all of this stuff one we used to talk about it when we were totally owned by our human codes which we didn't even know at the time you know and commiserated and complained and you know related to each other and then as we went through this process and shared becoming fully alive in our own unique way and then transforming our entire lives simultaneously and individually. You know, we talked about this stuff all the time and it was so satisfying to do. It was like the only thing we really wanted to do. And um, for years we would say like, God, why can't we just get paid to like sit in our pajamas and drink coffee and talk to each other all day? Like, and then we go to these jobs that we didn't really like, or that weren't satisfying to us, or that were like taking away 
from our experience of what we wanted to do. And we knew that we always wanted this to be our life, but it was unimaginable that we could have this experience and that there was any way that that was actually a possibility for us. And so when we began to share the human codes and origination and what has now become, you know, private clients and this deprogram and these videos and this, this, this work, you know, we, we didn't share that to get anything. We, we weren't participating. We don't, we don't participate in this, like to be like purposeful for somebody else or to be like valuable to somebody else or to like gain anything. We, do this because it's the most fun thing we can think of doing in the moment. And if nobody ever watched this video, we would still make it. And Jenny and I would watch it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was the whole point to do it. And so we could remember all the great things we said when we would talk to each other and we were like, yeah, this should have been recorded. What did you say? And then it's like, when you're in origination, it just starts coming out without any sort of, plan or like idea of what you're going to, I mean you may have like a subject matter but you're not like let's hit these points and so it's your brain can't even process what's coming through at the time because it is in complete origination it's original to the moment that we're like wait what was that okay let's start recording so we can remember all of these amazing nuggets that we were getting that was providing the information we needed for our own lives. We're like, oh, we just got our answer through our conversation for, for, for me, for you. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, okay, the overflow is other people are like, oh my gosh, that was my answer. Like origination, right. the, the, these words are coming from a source. They are for us and they are for other people, but that was never the reason to do it and it still isn't like as many times as we're getting messages and you know feedback of like this is unbelievable and I can't believe how much my life has changed and I never in a million years would have thought this would have been how it worked out for me like looking back even a week ago it's still not the point like it never changes to it what happens is we just keep evolving and evolving and just need take the next step in the conversation still for us every single time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And last night we were visiting with a client and I had shared that, you know, we, we have this private group and in our group, our people in our D program are dropping stuff in there and we're working them through it and we're talking to them. And um, one of the gals in there is really just like, everything is just suddenly opening up for her. And I was like, this is so amazing that doing what was right for us, no matter what, second by second, over and over and over and over, has inadvertently impacted our children, our husbands, our parents, our friendships, our bank accounts, our homes, our physical space, our bodies, all of these things. And now it's even impacting these other people um, that want to play this game with us. And it all started back, I'll go back to taking these moments 
that seemed like the most selfish thing that I could do (laughs) has created the most amazing quality of life experience that I could possibly imagine. And now that's also happening with other people who want the same thing as well. And it's just sometimes dumbfounding that that could have been what came out of that moment because I could have never imagined that it would have been that way. And it was terrifying to do and felt very risky underneath my old programming to make those moves. And never in a million years would I have thought that it's led to the life that that we now live. And it was a commitment to taking the moments as they were happening. And so Mm -hmm. that's why it can seem extremely selfish because they're in the middle of not convenient times that fit in with your already pre-planned systems and schedules. So it's like, this is, this is what I know right now. And it goes against what the plan was or what my obligation was or what I said I was going to do to somebody else. And the idea of like integrity in the human code and, and obligation and commitments all has to fade away because they're just, they just become reasons that you tell yourself is why you can't do what it is you know you actually want to do in that time and what you need to do and what you know is completely right for you and only you in that moment. And we started doing that with no um, regards to timing of like what was already pre-planned. So some of those things came out where, you know, like it would be like, okay, today I'm not going to work. Like I was planned on, I had this many clients in the salon today is I know that this is, this is a no for me, an no. And that seems extremely selfish and irresponsible and all of those things. But as we look back now, it's like we made that commitment over the last year to follow those things when they came in. And, and whether that's a big move, like not going to work, or it's a big move of like not saying the thing that's going to create the experience at home now for the rest of the day to feel terrible inside or it's you know going to the grocery store and being able to buy the strawberries the blueberries the bananas and the oranges and not beating yourself up about finances and and you know that's too much goodness for your house in one day and like having these conversations of being like where do I talk myself out of the things that I want to experience and I want to be a part of my life? And, and where do I talk myself into the things that I don't want anymore? Mm-hmm. And doing that moment to moment, no matter what the circumstances around you. And we did that. We continued to do it when there was no reason to believe that we could have anything different. There was no, um, there was no, proof really that it was going to change anything except for the way we felt inside and we knew that we needed we knew that we were creating a life that we wanted to experience and we knew the experience we were having wasn't that life and so it was a commitment to ourselves to participate in it as if we owned our time and and ourselves in our lives. 
even if we were being shown that that wasn't true. It eventually right. started switching over because there is 1 million reasons why you can't like that's 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 gonna always be there like we were working with a different client and and um she's like well i wanted to but this is what was going on and you know there's all these i i thought well i know this now but i'll do it in a little bit of time because right now it just really wasn't a good time there was and, and i had to interrupt her and say there will never be a good time for you to fully be yourself if you're looking for proof if it's okay. Like right. it's, you're gonna, you're, you're unsure of it. So, so your experience is gonna reinforce your unsureness. It's gonna give you more reasons to believe that it's not okay to do that. So you have to make the move when it looks like you shouldn't. And that's what we did. We committed to doing that and um, just like we knew it would, even though we had no proof, it did create a completely different universe. <laughs> and really the first step in taking true care of yourself in your own origination is to stop lying to yourself that you don't have a choice. That you don't have a choice and stop lying to yourself of all the reasons why you have to do something and why you don't have to do something. Yeah. Because, because your life is, because you actually know, and your life is happening right now. It's not happening like in five years. It's not happening when things calm down. It's not happening when the coronavirus is over. It's not happening when your kids get back to whatever. It's not happening. Like it is literally happening second by second already now. And the commitment is to you and you to tell yourself the actual truth of one, where you are and, you know, how things feel in this moment. And then to find the higher truth of that and then to make a commitment in how you're going to experience yourself. Jenny said, like, I'm no longer willing to be the woman who has to participate in her life in a certain way, or I'm no longer willing to be the person who needs my child to behave a certain way so I'm not freaking out or I'm no longer the person who has to ask my husband if it's okay for me to be myself or I'm no longer willing to be the person who won't speak up for myself because my dad might not like what I have to say or whatever that is for you I'm no longer willing to be the person who backs down to my boss every single time and tells myself that I can't live the true life that I know that I want to live because my boss won't like it I mean you really are in charge of the quality of your life and experience as a whole. And if you don't like the quality of the life experience that you have right now, you are going to have to be the one that does something about it. No one's ever going to do it for you. And that always starts between you and you. Yeah, you think that there's like this big conversation you have to have with somebody else in the human code if you're going to step into self-care and who you actually are. And it is the biggest conversation is between you and you and deciding. Okay. I'm, I remember having a moment where I, I said out loud to myself, um, it was in like, January or February of this last year and saying like, okay, it's like, it's like the surrender, right? Like 
in the human code, but it's actually like the submission in the origination of where you're like, okay, I submit, like, I, I will do everything I know to do. I will listen the best I've ever listened. Like I am ready now. I promise you, if I know it to be true, I will do it. I don't know what this is going to look like, but talk to me, tell me, like I talk to myself, like guide me through this. Tell me, I'm no longer going to pretend I don't know what it is that I truly want. And that sounds scary as fuck right now, but I'm doing it. And that was the big conversation I had to do. And it was just like, you just get these, these moments. It's just a moment to moment thing. There's no plan. Then it's not like you sit down and like, okay, these are my plans. These are what I'm going to do. It's just like, okay, I'm digging into this moment. I'm digging into this moment. I'm digging into this moment. And you just do it one step at a time. Like you can't jump from there to a year later, like you said, it's happening right now. It's happening as you're listening to this. It's happening as you close your phone in your computer and you put it down. Like as you take a step into your day to the next place, what experience do you want? You get to choose them every single time. And that does not mean that bad things don't happen in, in the ideas of like things that you can't necessarily control, but you get to control and have the experience you want all of the time, no matter what is happening around you. Yeah. It's really an unconditional way of living because the choice is how you experience yourself and how you show up for yourself in every single moment. Um, and, and what else every, what you don't have to have a shared experience. So, so you don't need everyone else to be on board with how your experience is going. They can be having a completely separate experience of the moment than you are, but where you are integrity, where your integrity remains is within yourself. Mm -hmm. The integrity is between you and you and your own knowing. And people want to put boundaries on other people. Like this is the way I expect you to treat me. And these are my standards for how I'm treated. And I'm going to put all of these conditions in your hands in the way that, you know, I require you to participate with me. But the only boundary or the only standard is like ultimately between you and you. The standard of how you show up for yourself is where everything else, it's nobody's job to manage you. It's only your job to experience yourself and require of yourself to participate in your life a specific way. And if you don't like how you're participating in it now, then you have work to do. If you go to bed at the end of the night and you're like, God damn it. I just didn't want to do that thing today. And I just don't know how to stop doing that thing. And why did I say that thing? And oh, I, I told myself I wasn't going to act that way. And then, you know, 17 things happened and I just, exploded or whatever it is you <laughs> you have work to do and it's between you and you but what you want to do is go then to your partner or to your children and tell them what they need to do so that you don't need to freak out but if you take care of what's going on inside of you then then there's no conversation that needs to be had and that's what we do <laughs> that's what our work is is showing women how to experience their own energy mastery 
how to find where they hold stakes in the external world, um, how to create the changes in their life that actually last and that when you've switched it, require no more maintenance of it. We don't teach people how to manage the existing conditions. This is long-term experiential fundamental changes in, the, in your operating systems that are the new way you live. If you work with us, you don't go, you don't need more books to read after this. You don't need more programs to take after this. You don't need anyone else to give you the answers. If you put into action what we teach you how to do, it is the end. It's the last thing. And in a matter of weeks, the people that are already participating in deprogram or in our private coaching are having these experiences. Every single one of them will leave equipped to know, to own their own knowing. Some of them already have and are like going to live a completely different life forever. It will never be the same in and the so best way. Women for the first go round of deprogram signed up like four weeks before it started. And since the Facebook group was already started and we started doing videos in there, they were already experiencing that before the pro before D program even began officially. And that's what's gonna start happening now. We already have people reaching out for the second round that's gonna be in the beginning of November. And so it happens immediately. Right. It's so fucking kick ass. <laughs> really? <laughs> And it's so fun. Like I was thinking about this morning. I'm like, it is such a turn on to watch women become fully alive. Like, could there be anything more fun than playing in this playground? No. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, you know, it's like the best when you no longer like have anything else to listen to except for like the classes that you put out in your own videos when you go you go and watch and you're like what's the next thing that they're gonna say oh my gosh it's blowing my mind you're like this stuff is this stuff is gold every single time right there's nothing else out there mm -hmm. that satisfies me <laughs> or me exactly. <laughs> yeah it's so good so good. Anything else you want to say? No, I think that's it. I think so. Until next time.